0: Hey, Revelation Wellness friends. So glad you're here today for this episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I'm Brian East, your guest host today. I'm taking over the mic while Elisa Keaton is on sabbatical. And today we have a great episode for you with guest Mimi Kroger. She's an ordained minister, a certified personal trainer, nutrition guide, and author. And I got to sit down with Mimi and talk about her book entitled, Holy Spirit Help Me Heal. So we chatted about her story, about how integrated spirit and mind and body really are, and even a little bit about men and body image issues. Yep, that's a thing. So it was an amazing conversation. Okay, before we get started with this episode, I want to thank Jez and Jesus for leaving us a fantastic five-star review. Jez wrote, the message that God cares about our bodies and that our bodies are good is one that is not dialed into enough. She then says that this podcast helps move you into transformation and a lasting heart change. Thanks Jez for those kind words. We're so thankful for how God continues to use this podcast to spread the goodness of Jesus. And Jez, if you're listening today, would you message us so we can send you a thank you gift? The email link is in the show notes. Okay, everyone. Thanks again for being here. Hope you enjoy the show. Peace. Hi everyone, Revelation Wellness community. Brian East here with you today, filling in for our beloved founder, Elisa Keaton. And uh, we get the opportunity to chat today with Mimi Kroger. And I think this is going to be really good, y'all. We've been chatting and we uh, prayed before we got started here. Mimi is an ordained minister, a certified personal trainer, and a nutrition guide, an author, champion of health, wholeness, and freedom. In case you were wondering why she's on the Revelation Wellness Podcast. She overcame systemic lupus. An eating disorder, and has a heart to leading others into freedom through biblical principles. She's a wife and mom, and lives in Colorado. So, Mimi, welcome, welcome. And uh, you wrote a book called "Holy Spirit, Help Me Heal," which I just so happened to have right here. There it is. The
1: first of my labor, <laughs> of his labor.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. His labor and you, right? Yeah. So in the book, you share your journey. Uh, You were really sick with systemic lupus and you had some other significant health crises, including, I guess, a kidney transplant. But through the journey, there were several revelations, light bulb moments that you had. And so I'd love if you just tell us some about yourself and kind of give us some of your story and what brought you to where you are today.
1: Well, thanks, Brian. First of all, thanks for having me. I love the name Revelation Wellness. And that's actually a lot of what I do. Um, I bring people, um, just kind of facilitate um, behavior change coaching sessions, which Mm. actually have a lot to do with really just inner healing and connecting people with the Holy Spirit. And Mm. we can all do that ourselves. But, you know, sometimes we just need someone else to just. Help us to navigate through the waters. And so um, that's really what I do. But revelation is so important. Um, in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 2:10, it talks about how the Holy Spirit goes beyond human understanding. Hmm. And he really pinpoints what the root cause is to issues that we have in our lives, whether it be issues with how we eat or um, other addictions, um, but even issues in our body. And that's really based on 3 John 2, which says you will be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. Hmm. And Hmm. we know that our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And although our spirit is completely renewed and made whole when we're born again, when we come into relationship with uh, Jesus and accept him as our Lord and savior, our soul needs to be renewed. Our mind needs to be renewed. And that's why, you know, a famous scripture that pretty much everybody knows is that, you know, not to be conformed to this world, but be renewed Mm
0: -hmm. by the
1: transforming of our mind. And it's the Holy Spirit who transforms our mind. And he's the one that really pinpoints kind of that area that needs revelation, that needs God's truth for maybe false belief systems that were created um, before we even knew the Lord. Mm. And sometimes even after we know the Lord, you know, we sometimes hold on to those strongholds, but the Holy Spirit is so willing to help us get to those places where maybe a wounding happened and perhaps we're still living out of that wounding mm-hmm. and it's causing um, havoc in our lives, In ourselves in our relationships with people and sometimes in our bodies.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, you talk in your book, and um Elisa Keaton, our founder, uh has used this kind of terminology before too, but the the idea of disease being dis-ease. Yes. And um, you know, one one of the things Elisa likes to say is that good news or sorry, bad news gets trapped in good bodies. And uh, there's, there's a uh, passage in your book. You realize that self hatred you had for your body led to your body turning against itself. Can you kind of unpack that idea and what's going on? In, yeah. In that? So
1: yeah, absolutely. So oftentimes, I've found that things in the natural, the things here in this world that we can touch and feel, and the things that we experience, circumstances even. Um, that they are indicative oftentimes of what's going on in the spiritual or a heart matter, I would call mm-hmm. it. And so for me, I actually grew up with a lot of pressure to be perfect. Um, there was a lot of harsh discipline go, growing up. And really that was based on um, just a different cultural background, even cultural expectations. So I came from an Italian and Argentine home. Literally Mm. my parents were immigrants and they came off the boat and and they came here. And so, um, their ideals were just a little bit different and how kind of they view children is really different. And although they loved me, um, there were a lot of things that caused me to really feel like I wasn't okay, that I Mm. wasn't worthy. that if I didn't behave perfectly, that, um, that I wasn't okay. And that's the beauty of the good news, right? That's the beauty of the gospel that we don't have to behave um, perfectly um, that God sees our heart and that um, out of our relationship with him, we come into a place where we do things, not because we have to, but because we want to, it's Mm -hmm. a response. It's a, it's a response to his grace. And so uh, for me, because of that, I feel like the body's really smart, you know? And so I, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, the body's really smart and the body responds to our beliefs. I believe. And so because I didn't have a lot of self-worth, I had some even um, decisions that I had made that were really poor, that I took on that shame that we know Jesus mm. takes upon himself on yeah. the cross. Um, that you know, sometimes even as a believer, we don't really give that over to the Lord and we kind of carry that. And so I had a lot of if you I had lupus, which is an autoimmune disease, and so my mm. body was attacking itself. And so if you think about what's going on in the natural, my body attacking itself and what was going on spiritually, I felt like I wasn't okay and that mm-hmm. my body was just responding to what I believed about myself. And so um, I just really learned to, first of all, the Lord gave me that revelation. My immune system was really running rampant because of a trauma that had occurred. It actually occurred literally at the same time of when Mm. the diagnosis came. And so all of a sudden my immune system started just overproducing, And it was really just a response to, wow, I don't feel safe. I'm not safe. I'm not okay. And Mm -hmm. there was a lot of, um, body hatred because of what I had, um, kind of believed growing up and, and kind of some ideals that were embedded in me really. And so, um, you know, that makes you not like yourself very much. And so my body just responded in like, by attacking me, my thoughts were attacking me and therefore my body started attacking me.
0: Yeah. Wow. And you said trauma and that's, that's definitely something we talk about a lot around here and, you know, the idea that the body keeps the score, but I love how you said the, the body is so smart.
1: Our, our body is smart and it it gives us messages, right? Like God mm-hmm. is, I always say God is always speaking, right? Like he yeah. is the word, right? Yep. Said, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word yes. was God, right? Yes. And then the word became flesh. He was Jesus. Right. And so I always say, you know, he's the word. That means he has plenty of words to share with us if we would just listen. Right. And so Mm -hmm. if we are having um, issues in our body or even just emotional issues where we're overreacting to things or um, just any really dis-ease, Right. Mm -hmm. We disease or disease, we can go to the Father and we can say, Jesus, what are your words for me? What is the truth here that is going to set me free? Because the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the truth is a capital T. It's Jesus, Mm -hmm. it's a person. Truth is a person. Yeah, the word became flesh. And so um, always just being in a place of just really surrender to what the Lord wants to share with you. And oftentimes he just has a lot to say about who you are. He wants so much to just establish Mm. our identity in who he says that we are so that we can, give to other people what we have received like we can't really give to people what we don't have yeah. so i was kind of say and i think i talked about it in my book maybe i didn't say it this way but i often tell people you know if i want to give you a hundred dollars but i don't have a hundred dollars in my pocket i can't give it to you right but the lord he gives us treasures that we can then give to other people and when i say treasures i mean um just walking really in the fruit of the spirit with ourselves and right.
0: with others. Yeah. Amen. You know, the 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 idea of words uh, is so powerful. And I think some of that is some of the, you know, the bad things. There's traumas and there's words and stuff that get kind of stuck in our body. Um, around that same spot in the book that I was just referring to, you talk about plants and there's this fascinating study with plants. Uh, so I was wondering if you would talk about that. And so basically, um, plants would flourish or languish, you know, get healthier or get uh, sicker just by people speaking compliments and speaking negative words over these plants. So yeah. w- we're not plants, but, uh, you know, I mean, what would you say to that? How, how does that work uh, in us?
1: Um, well, I would say, you know, plants are alive, you know, they're living Mm, uh, just like we are. And so, um, we can, you know, I always refer to Amos 3.3, which says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Right. And Mm. so we can become people that walk in agreement with what God says about us. And then we're going to reap the fruit of that. Or we can be people that agree with what maybe other people have said about us um, or the enemy, right? Because as the Bible says, we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And so often people are just operating um, in, you know, whatever has happened to them, woundings and and things like that. And so we have a choice. We can say, Hey, I can continue in this belief system um, that was taught to me. And, you know, words are very powerful but sometimes we just learn things just from modeling you know mm-hmm. what our parents model to us what yeah. you know and often it's when we're we're younger that kind of these ways of being are solidified. So if I can give you an example of Please. something of, of just, uh, like a Holy spirit encounter that I had that brought revelation that really helped me in an area in my life. Yeah. Um, and so I was, you know, having a hard time, um, setting boundaries. Um, and I think oftentimes people that have been, um, you know, hurt, sometimes they have a hard time, um, setting boundaries. And certainly for me on a cultural level, um, I really wasn't allowed to have boundaries. It was kind Mm. of like my way or the highway and, um, and out of a, out of a a place of good in their eyes, right? Like Mm. I just want the best for you. And so I know what's best. And so this is the way that things should be. And so I just really went to the Lord and I was like, Lord, I want to come to a place where I can stand up for myself and I can say, you know what, that's too much for me, or that's going to mm. put too much on my body. Like I only have so much that yeah. I can give out to people and still, you know, maintain my own health and my own sanity. Yeah. And so I'm really, I've always been an encourager. I think most fitness instructors are, you know, we just love <laughs> to just, Really, you know, encourage other people. And I think sometimes people see that and um, they love that, but sometimes it can be a little bit draining when someone takes advantage of that in a Mm. sense. And so I asked the Lord, um, I just said, you know, Lord, what is it Like, why do I feel like I have to just be this person that just says yes to everything or just rescues everybody? Because I know that ultimately that's your job. I know that. And, um, and I know that I don't have really what people need, but Mm -hmm. that you have what people need. And I'm so grateful that he uses me, but you know, like I said, we do have to set boundaries um, for our own health. And so, um, he responded actually with a memory. And so I was reminded, yeah. So I was reminded of a time where, um, and this was kind of like a, an interesting picture because I hadn't really thought of this before. And so I was just a baby, and my brother was in the kitchen with me. And my dad apparently it was time for my brother to stop using his pacifier. He's like a year older than me. Hmm. And so my dad took the pacifier and he cut it in half. And I'm just remembering this through this memory. He cut it in half and then he threw it above um, the cabinets, like in our kitchen. And my brother was wailing and I was crying too. And so, um, I mean, I was just crying and, and then I saw Jesus come into this place into like literally into this Mm. scene of my kitchen Yeah. yeah, and he picked me up and he patted my back and he, and I just had my hand out. Like I was just reaching for my brother. Like, I just was like, wait, you know, we, we need to bring him with us. We need him to be taken care of too. And then Jesus just took me out, like on this little bench outside of the kitchen. And we were actually outdoors in this Mm -hmm. little bench and he just kept patting my back. And so then Mm -hmm. when that scene was over, I said, Lord, what was that? And he just said to me, like, that is the moment when you felt like you had to take care of everybody else,
0: but Uh, it's
1: my job. It's my job to take care of your brother and it's my job to take care of you. And so mm. it was just beautiful because from that experience, I was able to say, wow, you know, I, I really am not responsible for other people. Um, we do have a responsibility, right? But, sure. it's yeah. not, you know, the Lord is the one that that cares for the takes care of someone's heart. And mm-hmm. so it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful revelation. And it really set me free with certain people in my life that were just really pulling on me just a little bit too much. And um, and I, I also think, you know, even in like Christian circles, I think a lot, even kind of that religious mindset that we can get into, like mm. we're supposed to be Jesus to everybody. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we are actually we're just supposed to give out of overflow. And so mm. if we're totally drained, we're not going to be able to not just give to other people, but do what the Lord has called us to do, right? We need to protect, um, in a sense, our time. And the Lord partners with us in that. Like, we don't have to protect ourselves. He takes over, but we do have to surrender that to him and allow him to do it and not kind of take the reins of even the Holy Spirit in other people's lives.
0: Yes. Amen. That's a powerful story. I love it. I love it. You mentioned being a a fitness instructor a minute ago, nutrition, fitness, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. How did you get started in that kind of, that kind of world from from your story?
1: Yeah. So um, I started with just like group fitness. I had always loved group fitness and then um, I came into personal training and then from there. Um really behavior change coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, really wanting to help people get set free from certain things. And again, I had another experience. This is where like revelation is so important. Um, so I had an eating disorder and the Lord literally came in and showed me through again, through a memory um, what was going on. And he doesn't always do it through memories. Like he can speak to you through a movie, through another person, you yeah. know, he's just like so faithful. He's always speaking. But for me, I really had an issue with overeating and then feeling guilty about that. Um, in fact, I've written an ebook about it, um, called diets don't work. There's a different way to permanently lose weight just based on revelation that the Lord gave me through his yeah. Word. Um, And really it's just, it's all scriptural. Um, It's about like not coming under the law because the Bible says that if you're under the law, you're under a curse. And Mm -hmm. what is dieting except a bunch of laws? I can't have this. I can't have that. (laughs) And then it feeds into the guilt cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So if I feel bad about, you know, maybe I have banned bread, you know, that's kind of a big one right now. You know, everyone is, you know, into keto and all this stuff. And really it's just bondage. The Lord has given us foods to eat all of the food groups because they're healthy and good for us. And so it seems like in every generation, you know, like back in the eighties, it was like, no fat. And now we're at the place where it's like all fat and it's just not balanced. And, you know, the Bible in first Peter talks about in the amplified version, it says, you know, it talks about the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that in first Peter, when it talks about be well balanced, For the enemy of yours roams around like a lion seeking someone to devour. And so anytime we're out of balance in any area, it's not good for us. And so that's God's um, just encouragement to us to be well balanced. And so living under the law, it doesn't work. Um, because it causes you to be in shame constantly, right? Because we can't do it. We can't do it on our own. And so I always tell my clients and and lead them towards Holy spirit led eating. And I teach them these principles from the word of God about how to get out from under the diet mentality. I mean, I just gave you one scripture, but there's so many that really the Lord gave me revelation to help other people too. So he helped me first. And then now my passion is to help other people in this area as well. Um, and so the beauty of of it is that we don't have to eat. So if I, if I tell you, Brian, you can never have bread, then your mind becomes fixated on the fact that you can never have bread. Mm-hmm. And what was it, it's now become a law for you. And right. so you can't live under the law. We have to, the Bible says that if you live under the law, you, that we need to live by the spirit. And so if you live under the law, it's just going to put you in a place where now you're constantly, your mind is fixated. This is like Romans seven, right? Right. The very thing that I don't want to do is the thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And then verse, I think it's 25. He says, who will deliver me from this body of death? oh, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so coming into that place of grace, coming into that place of submission under the Lord and asking him to be your source um, through his grace and to give you guidance. Because here's the thing, the law isn't necessarily, isn't bad, right? Right. Even in Romans 7, it says, I delight in the law of God, right? And so the truth is, is that you know, all things, the Bible says, all things are permissible for me, but not all things are profitable. Right. And All things are permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything, another translation says. Yeah, there it
0: is. And so
1: that's where that balance comes in. And so what I do with people is I have a kind of a food freedom program that I just help people, first of all, get their nutrition in a place where they're not physiologically hungry. So we know, hey, that need has been met. And then Mm. I couple it with behavior change coaching, where we do some of this inner healing stuff that helps people make the connection as to why maybe they are comforting themselves through food or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't even have to be food. It can be other areas. And so the Lord just brings freedom, but it's important to have that physiological. We know that we do need you know, certain things in our diet to help us to not crave certain things. So getting that out of the way, then we can say, Hey, what is there something else going on? And so it's kind of like this all encompassing approach to wellness, um, that I'm really proud of actually, because that's really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really fantastic. And you know, you fit in pretty well around here. Um, we're always, uh, you know, talking about breaking free from diet culture and that kind of thing. And because it's so well, one of the things um, Elisa likes to talk about a lot is, you know, getting free from obsessing about our bodies and neglecting our bodies, you know, and it's it's those extremes Yes. And, and you know, diet culture fits into that, but we can like neglect and starve ourselves and, you know, and that kind of thing. And we can obsess and get prideful about our bodies and, you know, be uh, hyper focused in the other direction and freedom isn't in either one of those places. So I, I love the uh, the perspective that you're bringing to that and and it really is holistic and I think that's so much what the world misses a lot of times though I think they're catching up in their own way but it really is holistic you know that we're spirit and soul and mind and body and we're you know there's all interconnected and what happens yeah. in our brains affects our bodies and what happens in our souls affects our spirit and you know and it's all it's all integrated and um uh, tell me specifically, because because I'm a guy, as you know, <laughs> um, what what is your experience with coaching men as a as a health and nutrition expert? Because I think there's it's a myth. I think a lot of times that men don't struggle with body shame, that men yeah. don't have body issues, that you know, uh, dieting is a women's thing, you know, those kinds of things. But do you see men struggling with diet culture and body shame and those kinds of things? Um, uh,
1: so, you know, what's interesting. It's funny that you brought that up in my food freedom. I actually have had more male clients than I have had female clients. Wow. Um, so it is, and, and men struggle a little bit differently. I, I think, you know, and I think sure. it actually boils down to, kind of just, you know, what happened in the beginning, right? If you look at Eve, um, what was the curse? Like we've been redeemed from the curse, but l- just give me a little bit of of some time here to just kind of explain this concept. Sure. Um, because so women, right? Eve was kind of, what was her curse? That she would always kind of be pining after the man. And what was the man's curse that he would always kind of be pining for success and the the field, right? To produce, right? Mm, and mm. so oftentimes, you know, you do see men, um, they're just so overly focused on money and success. And and sometimes that could equate to what I look like, also. But for oh, yeah. women, I have found that it is more about relationship and about how I look. And so there's different, there's definitely differences, but in the end, I mean, we're, we all have just like the same heart, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're very different. And the answer is still the same. The answer is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't say that like, Oh, as a, as a flippant kind of thing, yeah. the Holy Spirit is the gift that God has given us so that we can get to the root of these issues. And so I'd love to actually explain something that the Lord showed me just specific to eating. So, um, just to kind of help the listeners kind of know like, gosh, well, how could God do this for me in the area of eating? Because I know many of the listeners here, um, are really focused on right health and fitness. And so, um, and even though, like earlier, I gave an example of kind of like an emotional thing that mm-hmm. would be affecting even how we eat, right? Because we do eat our emotions sometimes. And oh, yeah. oftentimes, yeah. you know, that's just like how we grew up. Um, there's actually a, let me just say this real quick. There's a, a psychologist and I'm not sure if she's a believer, but um, you know, God, his spirit is like poured out on, on all of his creation. Right. And yep. so we can get really good stuff from people um, that maybe don't even, you know, as outwardly profess um, who Christ is, right? Yep. That's my game. I love Jesus and I'm not ashamed to to talk about that cuz he's just done so much for me. But she says that oftentimes um if we're craving um like crunchy foods that we actually are and she's done like research studies that mm. we're maybe angry and so like we're crunching. You know, we we are craving this crunchy food cuz we want um, or we want a change, um, yeah. and we're just crunching it. And sometimes like if it's warm foods that we're actually wanting comfort. Um, mm. and so there's actually like some science behind, like some of the things that we're actually craving, but more than that, I believe is what the Holy spirit. Oh, I love synergy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my favorite one. Um, right. what, what the Holy spirit can reveal, um, to us, And so for me, again, I was just asking the Lord, like, Lord, why do I still feel like I have, my identity is established in you. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, you love me so much that you died like this brutal death on the cross and suffered so much for me. Like the the value that I carry is based on the price that someone is willing to pay, right? Mm. For something. And God was willing to pay that price for you and I. And so it's like, I know, I feel like I know my value. Lord, like what? is it? And so um, I just still feel like maybe there isn't enough. I was still like overeating. And I, and so he, again, he brought a memory. I was a little girl um, in this and God speaks to us differently. I should say, you know, sometimes people aren't so much ears, but they will hear something. So, um, but it's kind of like my job to kind of help you get into that place of connection with the Lord first Mm -hmm. so that you hear from him. And you can do this on your own. In fact, in my book, the last chapter of my book, I have, the Holy spirit soul healing guide that kind of helps you kind of do this inner healing on your mm-hmm. own. Yes. Um, but again, it is, it, it is better to have someone kind of with you navigating that, but you know, sometimes that's not possible. And so my job is to let people know beyond a sh- shadow of a doubt that the Lord speaks to us. He can't be put in a box. And so what oh, I man. have in my soul healing guide isn't so much a formula than it is just some suggestions for getting into the presence of the Lord and mm. allowing him to speak life into the areas of our lives that are hurting, that are affecting our behavior. Yeah. And so, um, I'm a little girl, I'm at a a person's home a relatives home. And he brought out a mango and I'm like little, like I had, you know, braids in my hair. And I'm running around with, you know, cousins and, and friends in this backyard. And the owner of the home brings out this mango cuts it open. And so I went and I grabbed a piece and I was like, Oh, this is like amazing. I think maybe it was like the first time I had ever had mango. I am like the biggest fan of mango to this day. And so, um, so I went and grabbed a piece went around and was playing again with everybody. Then I went back to get another piece. And this person said to me, "Um, what are you doing? That's for everybody. And in that Hmm. moment, I believed, well, let me tell you what happened next. So then the Lord enters the scene and there I am sitting at like a plastic, like picnic table with Hmm. like, Children's chairs, and I'm sitting in one chair, and Jesus is in the other chair, and you know, his knees are coming up above the table because you know, like Jesus, he always comes down to our level. Yeah, and so as I am, you know, sitting there looking at him, he's having a little tea party with me, and he's giving me tea, and then all of a sudden, I see him just giving me a mango spice, and Mm. then he reaches back behind his robe and gives me another one, and another one, and another one. And in that moment, it was like. I just knew like that I had everything that there was enough. And and here's the important thing. We have to know scripture. Like everything has to, whatever revelation we get from the spirit has to line up with the word of God. And so does this situation, and that's why it's important to have someone with you too, that is Mm. knowledgeable of the word, because we want to always line up with the word. So what did this speak? First of all, it spoke El Shaddai. He calls mm. himself God Almighty. El Shaddai actually means um in the original, it means the all-breasty one. It's the picture of a mother who yep. is giving sustenance to her child. And I know you've never breastfed before, I but have not. women have. And let me tell you that when your baby cries, you are ready and mm. to give that sustenance to them. And not mm. only that, but you it actually hurts you not to give that sustenance Mm, and so that's a picture of who our God is and and El Shaddai he is the God it means that he is the God of more than enough Mm. and so it spoke to me like because the lie that was embedded was you know what there's not enough for everybody this is just one. there's one mango everybody there's not enough for everybody yeah and it also spoke to me that I wasn't enough Right. Like maybe I wasn't worth a, a piece of mango. And so those were. And what does God say? He, he also says that he's Jehovah Jireh. So that's another thing. We don't just pull one scripture. Right. We have a right. base of a foundation of scriptures that speak the same thing. He's Jehovah Jireh, which means that he is provider. Yep. And then again, I know that I'm valuable enough for a piece of mango because Mm -hmm. he gave his life for me. And so, you know, that is super important. You know, the the Bible says that the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit Spirit and in truth truth in both. Right. And so we need, just like in Ephesians, it talks about, we need wisdom and we need revelation. Mm -hmm. And So we need those rhema words of God from God, right? Like the Bible talks about the word of God. um, And in the original language, it talks about it as the logos, which is like the written word of God, the Bible itself. And then it talks about the rhema, which is a word From scripture, they work in tandem that the spirit breathes life on and it becomes reality to you. It now Mm. becomes truth to you. And so that's why I love Revelation, the name Revelation Wellness, because that's what I want people to know is that we can get revelation that literally changes Mm. our lives like nothing else. So, yeah. we need the Rama of God, and he gives it to us, like I said. It's not always a memory; He works in so many ways, but um, he does have truth for us. He has those words that will set the captive free
0: amen, yeah, yeah. and it really it really um and as I think back on our conversation here, you've said many times, you know, get into the root cause, get into the root cause, and I think. Doctors and science are good. So, and uh, in, in saying it this way, I don't, I'm not p- putting negative on them, but the kind of the medical model has tended towards let's treat symptoms. You know, let's treat symptoms, and you know, not as quick to get to the root cause on a lot of things. And right. um, so, that's a lot of what I'm hearing you saying in all the different ways is the Holy Spirit and God in His love and compassion wants to get us free at the roots, at the roots of things, whether it's, you know, an autoimmune disorder or something in your diet or emotions or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to get to the root cause or we're just going to keep spinning our wheels in the mud, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and oftentimes that's what a diet is, is it's a band aid. Right. Mm. It's just a aid. You might have some success for a little while. We know statistics tell us that, you know, it's like two thirds of dieters. They, you know, they end up worse off than when they started the diet, they end up gaining yeah. more weight. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like this vicious cycle that the enemy would love for us to just continue the rest of our lives. And, you know, the diet industry is just profiting from it. You know, the, the Bible says, you know, that we're not to kind of follow the ways of the world, you mm. know, there's wisdom, um, that we do need to apply, you know, health and and how we treat our bodies, right? It's the temple, right? Mm, it's yep. we are called to steward the temple, and and not only for our, I mean, it's for our health for sure. Because if you don't feel well, you can't do what you've been called to do. Like I always yeah. tell people, your destiny has become part of mine because I will help you get that physical body you know in a place where it's at rest Mm. um and when i say at rest i'm not talking about you know never doing anything or you know but more kind of at rest in the labor and so that you can do that very wonderful thing that the lord has called you to do and not as um the idea that god is a taskmaster and that he wants you know your body like Fit and, and ready to go so that you can work, work, work for him. No, it's so that we know that there is joy in walking in the fullness of what he has called us to. And yes, being yes. able to feel well enough to do that is, is a big key. And we, we, and God, it's important to God. Like in, when Jesus is talking about the temple, um, he's talking about the physical temple, right? Again, the, the natural being, um, something that the Lord wants to communicate to us in the spiritual.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's John chapter two, you know, Jesus is like overturning the tables, right? He's like, he has a whip of cords and he's just like, and he was talking about the temple. You know, he was upset at how the temple was mm-hmm. being treated, right? Not out of a place of it should be like this, but more out of a place of love. Like, this isn't okay. When God's right. children are not walking in health and wholeness, it's just not okay to God because Mm. he loves us that much. So he really, he really cares about every part of us, body, soul, and spirit. And, um, so that's, you know, and I care, you know, and I, and I'm glad that, I mean, this is just my passion, you know, I've been through it. And so to help people come into that same place of freedom is my joy, but more than anything, it's God's joy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's beautiful to me because I want to be, um, just his, I want to be his vessel, um, to just glorify him because he deserves it. And so if we would just give him the time and give him, you know, the energy that we put in so many other things, like even a diet, Mm -hmm. um, he will show himself forth to be the bigger God Mm -hmm. than the other things that we're serving.
0: Yeah. Mm, Amen. We, I think it's so hard for us and I mean my goodness I feel like we could talk for the next hour and not run out of things <laughs> to, to to say but we have to slow down enough to tune into you know the still small voice of the Lord we have to slow down enough to become healthy you know we can't keep up at the frenetic pace and and tune into the voice of God and and get to some of those root causes yeah well as we wrap up here um elisa always likes to ask some some quick one-off questions at the end so we're going to keep that tradition going um so just whatever comes to your mind here Uh, i think i already know the answer to this do you prefer coffee Uh, tea or kombucha
1: oh you know what i can i say it's a tie Sure. Like in the morning, in the morning it's definitely coffee. But I do like no calf and regular calf. I'm a balanced person, so right. I just do like half and half. But then in the afternoon, I love I love some kombucha for sure.
0: Favorite way to move your body?
1: You know i i am a I'm a cardio girl, but I didn't really start seeing results until I started lifting. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as far as like my body. And so I kind of do like a combination thing, but um, yeah, so I kind of, I do like a little bit of interval kind of type thing. And again, balance. That's
0: right. Good. <laughs> I didn't
1: know that until we started these questions, but yeah, so I kind of do, I kind of do both.
0: That's good. That's good. And your favorite healthy kind of snack, what do you Ooh. like to snack on?
1: Yeah. So I have a great little um, snack that I do. So I take some Greek yogurt and I put just a little bit of like the ranch powder stuff in there with Hmm. um, just a little bit of just like a tiny bit of sour cream and I mix it all together and then that becomes my dip. And then, so it has a lot of protein in it. Mm -hmm. And then I just, you know, I cut up my vegetables and I just have like, like my own little, um, like vegetable tray.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Write that one
1: down. (laughs) (laughs) Write that one down. That's a good one. Well, and it's just tasty, you know. Oh yeah,
0: that totally sounds good. It's it's middle of the afternoon now where I am at the time of this recording, and it makes me wanna go get a snack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well make your dip.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, Mimi, thank you so much for chatting and sharing with us um i do want to say um some of the the resources you mentioned we'll be sure to link those in the show notes uh of this podcast just thank you so much here again is her book holy spirit help me heal i haven't gotten all the way through it but it's really good stuff and it's more of what we've been talking about so all right well god bless you mimi and uh hopefully we'll we'll see you again soon around reverald
1: Sounds good. God bless you, Brian, and all your listeners. Amen. Friends, we're so glad you were here today, and we hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Brian and Mimi. Be sure to check out the show notes for some great resources and all the links mentioned in the show. And would you please do us a favor? Would you share this episode with a friend and then write a review of this podcast? When you share this message and share your kind words, it really does help us spread the good news of Jesus. Have a blessed
0: week. Peace.